0: This is the Polytechnicast. Hey, I'm Rob Stenzinger and thanks for downloading this and checking it out. It's a, well, what you have on your hands is a journal where I capture some thoughts about the stuff I make. And, you know, sometimes I uh, practice and experiment with a variety of things. Sometimes I have guests on, what have you. Um, It's, But it's often a solo podcast. This month, I'm participating in the art sound off creative challenge, something that my friend Jersey Droz and I started together to challenge ourselves and invite others who are interested to do likewise to, to practice in this whole journaling via audio and sharing it and, or not sharing it, but you know, doing the practice anyway. And, uh, that's okay. So that that's fine and, and, and dandy, but I've been doing this for like, this is my fifth year. <laughs> of the challenge, and um, what I wanted to do is is make some verbal, you know, audio blog posts. Um, even if they're draft, just get some practice and ideas out of my head, things that I might turn into articles at, at a future time, and I've been working through a few different topics, such as um, a game project I'm working on, and also just um, a variety of, of uh, user experience, uh, posts that are all about um, well encouraging others to jump in and explore, consider, or connect with someone that that can help them out with uh, doing user-centered design for your project. How do you how do you get in, get that going and whatnot? And also say that I mean you you can get involved in it without having to be. A a full on expert and still get some benefit, even if it's that you're you're even better prepared to collaborate with someone else wearing this this hat or and, and taking on this role. So, I have a good number of topics to continue exploring, and I th- I think I'm going to pick on the um the the group situation. A lot of times, if you are creating user-centered design i mean you're not working alone you're not working alone because chances are you're not creating something just for yourself you're making it for an audience uh, um some people and like we, we talked about in the past uh you you can think of like behaviors and and goals and 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 form personas that that represent um a uh like a set of design constraints that you can really feel and connect with and and, and remember um now that's yeah okay there there there's those people your your audience you're serving but then there's often um well collaborators and stakeholders right so a collaborator is someone that actually is putting in some kind of um effort wearing another hat taking a taking a portion of the workload related to the design or the research and um you know taking that on and and then you you work together to, to integrate that back together so maybe if it is an app you have uh more than one designer you're working with taking on maybe different tasks saying like where well, you're handling the job of like the the uh if you i don't know if you're building building an app that's about creating some some stuff and like you're you're making the um the onboarding experience, like getting started, learning it, whatever. And, and so if it's an expert app, you you may have a couple of things you want to cover, and you're designing some sort of brief but um, cover enough to educate and help the user feel comfortable to just to get going, to not just shut the app and say, eh, I'll deal with that later. That seems like a big thing. But then someone else may be dealing with uh, uh, activities later on, like the editing and, and the uh, and the saving of work, or who knows, I don't know, just an, an example I made up. Um, you work with other designers, okay, that's fine, the collaborators, uh, but I mean, collaborators take uh, lots of forms. So if you're designing something and someone else is building it, well, I mean, they're collaborators as well. I mean, in, engineers and other kinds of um, uh, design and art disciplines like like uh, well maybe maybe you're working with a visual designer or people that are that are writers, um, copywriters, content strategists, uh, tons of different things, right? So then those are collaborators, and that that goes on and on um, as a list. But then you've got the um, other stakeholders that they're more involved in like. I mean, understanding, accepting, providing criteria like constraints or goals or expectations of, of what this, what has to, what defines success for this thing existing. And, uh, so you may have stakeholders related to, you know, finance or marketing or, um, let's see, general, um, you know, business ownership of, of this thing. And, Well, here you are as a user experience designer needing to integrate like a variety of perspectives and, and these, and, and goals that become constraints that inform the design and all that stuff can happen through, I mean, research, which we talked about, talked about a little bit, um, a couple of posts ago that, uh, that's one way to do it. You can, you can sit down and interview everyone and then create some sort of, you know, combination wider perspective of, of what you've learned based on that, that interviewing. Um, a lot of time that's, that can be called like, like the, you can wear, you can be an analyst, right? That's, that's a hat that, that, um, a lot of times a user experience designer tends to, tends to wear. Um, but, Okay, so you've got the stakeholders, you've got, they're just a bunch of people, right? That you will end up in situations where you'll need to get together, um, share, integrate perspectives, get commitments and clarification, understanding of like where things currently are as far as the status and progress. Um, And then, potentially feedback and adjustments and whatnot based on expectations versus where things currently are. All that, I mean, I finally seven minutes in here um, leading up to the, the the main topic, which is um, meetings and facilitation. And I think what I'll do is I'll divide this up into a couple of posts. Um, and like, let's start out with, with meeting setup in this one, and then we'll go into uh, facilitation and like, what is a facilitator in the, in, in the next Um, in the next user experience uh, post. Okay. So you think about getting a group of people together. Um, it's, It's pretty important to think about everyone has other commitments and time and being respectful of, of, you know, their their time, expectations, potentially learning styles, the ways they collaborate, the ways, you know, their their, their personalities and all that. Uh, so think of, like, who you are inviting to, you know, for what reason. So have a purpose for the meeting, and then you, you're kind of doing this triangulation and adjustment based on, well, the purpose of the meeting, the agenda that you will put out to uh, try to accomplish and deliver upon that purpose. So, like, what flow of things during that time when you're together makes sense to assemble? And then, of course, that that sort of you know, like, who are you recruiting in or, or inviting on this meeting to, um, you know, reach the, you know, some kind of understanding or clarification or um, maybe you're you it's a it's a working session. You're designing something. You're you're getting criteria. Whatever it is, right? You've got a a purpose. Overall, you've got an agenda. You've got the who you are inviting to accomplish that, and then of course you've got other logistics like whatever the 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 um, the equipment, the space, the time, all that. But then you can get into um, extra extra things like a request for pre-work. So you may have a pre-activity, like uh, an activity before the meeting, or some kind of effort or reading, before people get together. Because, in a way, you're um, there's. Huh, let's see, what are they? Ah, oh, it's totally escaping me right now. The so there's something that like when you are when you're interviewing someone, uh, you don't want to ask leading questions. You don't want to necessarily create some kind of framing um, that that messes up the data and, 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 essentially you create an echo of your own biases and what you're tr- in, in, in the data you're capturing. And that's not that, that's not going to serve you as well, as far as really learning something to, to understand the, um, uh, get new ideas related to what you're, you're, um, you're, you're building and making. But, but if you're getting together to make something, actually doing a bit of framing and doing a little bit of, um, uh, like setting of some co- some expectations and 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 uh like a common understanding like let's say that that there's a like there's a youtube video and an article that really help uh with um providing extra perspective on something that you really want the group to get together and talk about like um maybe you're trying to to pitch the idea of of um well, usability, and then you've, there's, there's a lot of good videos out on YouTube as far as, you know, as far as examples of going through a user, doing a little bit of a usability study and the kind of things you can learn from that. I don't know, again, I'm just making up an example as I go, but like, instead of everyone having to necessarily sit there during the meeting and see the thing, that's great too, creating a, you know, some kind of, you know, shared, um, shared preparation experience or something, but, but, you know, you, you want to be, you want to be thoughtful about the time, the purpose, the agenda, the, um, who's, who's included and, and also this, this, the activities during on that agenda. Um, if there are other methods that can get those, the that, that, for instance, if you have information to, to broadcast and have consumed and have people be ready to think about particular questions, why not send again, like the the prep material and the questions ahead of time before the meeting? Anyway, um, and then maybe cover a light version of it, some kind of summary for just in case people didn't actually go through it. Unless you're going to be a hardcore facilitator and say, if you didn't do the pre-work, don't come to the meeting. If not, and and then you you need to sort of whatever fits with your your style and the culture for whoever you know whatever group you're serving um and then again now so after that meeting setup then you've got the whole the act of well facilitating the the experience and i think i'll um i'll do um another one of these um exploratory posts um probably the next one uh, about well facilitating as a user experience designer you've got the you know all that prep handle the meeting has been set up and now you're together what do you do to help conduct and um move move that experience along so okay again i'll i'll get into that into into the next post and um you know continue to continue building this little collection of uh uh UX design. UX design for all. And because I think if uh, not to be cavalier and say that um there isn't there is not a specialty related to user-centered design and these different potential hats you could wear as a generalist, considering um building stuff with creating a better experience for um, for everyone involved all the humans making making the thing and using the thing um yeah that's that that's a lot that's a big picture but i do believe that um you know any of us who i mean the 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 ux angle on it, it really does borrow from many other disciplines and um i it, it's something that that others who are interested could actually, could actually apply. And even if you're, again, not, not, not applying this at the level of, of a full expertise or years of practice or whatever, you will get some benefit because you've introduced this idea of well, whatever I'm doing on my project, I'm caring a lot about who's making it and who we're making it for. And, and I'm, and I'm just being of that little, that, um, adding some, some, some process and tools and practice that are new feedback mechanisms to know, like, well, are we doing something that, that's, that's, um, that is beneficial to the user, user experience. And I, I believe you don't have to be a full-time UX designer to start to, um, get benefits from those things. So anyway, cover that a few different times throughout these posts. But again, that's, that's the, that's the premise and that's the idea. Um, over time, if, I mean, if I do keep doing these, I might dig deeper and deeper along the path of, um, again, just unboxing my own experience in, in doing, uh, UX design for, you know, a couple of decades or so. And that, um, yeah, that in enjoying that whole experience of 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 you know, taking this form to um, share some stuff that uh, that I've learned, read, encountered, experienced, and whatnot. Anyway, there you go. This is um, I think where I'm going to wrap up this post. Thank you very much for downloading and listening to this. And of course, if you have any questions or reactions, um, the, there are lots of ways where you can hit me up. My my direct mentions are at at me on Twitter, where I am Rob Stenzinger, or uh, via email. Uh, where I am rob.stenzinger at stenzingersoftware.com. And again, thank you very much for listening.